that turns it to dungeon versus gloomy, but that, well, you get the point, right? That it cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. So, before the creation of the world, God created angels. They served him face to face. And yet, uh, some still sin uh, against him, no longer to appear before him. Uh, one commentator says that they were given hell as their home, as they fell from heaven. Um, the question is, when and what was their sin? There's not much in Scripture. Not much. At all. What's that? Oh, for sure. I mean, well, I'm, I'm drawing the conclusion that is stated before and the other two and the rest is chronological. Yes. Some people would say Genesis 6. Some would say Genesis 6. Uh, Old Testament, I read two different Old Testament guys who said that is uh, apocryphal hogwash, that it could even be talking about that. That is, That was uh, Gnosticism among the Jews that perpetrated the idea that this is the sons, uh, the angels mating with the uh, women of God. Uh, that's the two that I read. Um, some, will, some will hold to that, using Jude as the, the, the uh, parallel passage in Jude. But angels don't marry or are given in marriage. They don't have bodies. Uh, they can inhabit people, but... Uh, I think this goes back. There's nothing, nothing that says it in the text. Yes, Lily. Is there more than one time that angels fell from heaven, or is it just that one time that? Well, the one third rebelled, and that just seems to be it. We, again, there's very little in Scripture. Uh, in fact, I like what one said: the the Word of God is about creation, the fall, and then redemption of man. And the only reason we know much at all about angels and the angel world is as they, um, I, I, I flunked out of trig, or I quit taking math when I got to trig. I started it and said no. But in trig, there's a, a you know what a tangent is? You got a circle and there's a line that goes on the edge of a circle. The only reason we know anything about angels is as they tangentially tangentially uh, come across God's redemptive purpose. There's just not much there. And it's always as uh, the demons come against Jesus in his teaching, uh, the angels who rebel against God, there's just very, very little that we know about the angels and demons. I mean, you can find fat books uh, there's probably a book there uh, in the library on angels and demonology. It's part of systematic theology. But we just don't know a lot. R let's read this again carefully. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, 
and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. That's it that Peter gives us. Now, that's not everything we know about the sin of Adam. We don't know what the sin is um, here. Um, uh, let's see what I have in my notes. Uh, the angelic world is only... You know, in, in, it's legitimate to infer that angels who followed Satan fell into sin before Satan tempted Adam and Eve in Eden. I mean, if they didn't fall, where's the temptation come from? If, they had, if the angels had not rebelled yet. Remember, Satan was the wisest, the prettiest, number one, the captain of the angels. And so if the tempter comes into the garden, this has to have happened before the fall. So I don't see how it can apply to Genesis 6. Um, and we don't know what the sin is, so it's not mentioned. He cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness. Um, That's exactly what the commentaries ask. And their answer is, we don't know. That could be symbolic, too. Well, yeah. So it's not steel chains. Mm -hmm. Picture they're bound away from light. They're sent to hell. They're sent to... um, to Taurus. Here, here's where that word comes from. Let me, let me see. I have it in my notes. Uh, it's a word that's borrowed from Greek mythology. To Taurus. It's where the worst of the worst go in Greek mythology. Now, Peter is not advocating study Greek mythology. But he's, he's taken this word that the people will have an understanding of the demise of the fallen angels, of their destiny, of where they are. They're in hell. I think about the rich man and Lazarus. Um, I I didn't chase all the uh, verses that have this particular Greek word. There's a couple of words for hell. Gehenna, the, the, the... 24-7 burning fire at the foot of the hill that Jerusalem sits on where they dumped all their garbage. They don't have the big landfills with tractors moving it all around. They just burned all their garbage and they dumped it over the side down the hill. And Gehenna had a constant fire going. That's one one word used for hell. Uh, Tartarus is another. Sheol is the Old Testament, I believe, word. Isn't that right? Am I right? And, and, and so I've got a book back here that, that tells you what all the different words mean and exactly what's happening in each one of them all the time. We don't know much <laughs> about the Scriptures. We just don't know so much. Um, so First uh, Peter 3, 9. 
The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved in the earth, and the works are done on it will be exposed. Oh, that's second. I'm reading Second Peter. Somebody speak up. Um, I don't have the right passage. Oh, it's nineteen. Nineteen. Let's go back up to 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah. So he's going back at least to Noah right here. don't know how helpful that passage is, but it was a cross a, a reference uh, uh, used by one of the commentators. Jude six angels who did not stay in their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling. He has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. So that was that's the passage that most will say. Angels who did not stay within their own position of authority. They didn't stay angels, uh, but left their proper dwelling. He is kept in eternal chains, and they'll say those are the angels who cohabitated with the women, but angels just don't have any way to do that. Uh, And so they have a seat reserved for the final judgment. How they can be in chains and dungeons of gloomy darkness, yet afflict and deceive men, the Bible just leaves unanswered. Uh, You know, I mean, if you think about it, Satan and his fell and yet he had access to talk to God in Job's life. Uh, No, you could say, well, he wasn't put in hell. He was not, well, as the ringleader, you would think it was. Anyway, we can get all kinds of suppositions going. Yes? Um, I mean, like, God is transcendent and above time. Do the angels somehow that realm to where they're not necessarily bound by time so it's not sequential so the issue of like you're saying Job in, in the book of Job where Satan stands before God yet the Satan's error the, the devils have been cast down into uh, into hell is there a is there a is there something that we just can't understand because it is just for infinite creatures to well, these aren't infinite creatures. These are created right. beings. 
Here, what I would say to that is, Satan approached God at a particular time in Job's life. Right? I mean, that had to be at a particular time in Job's life, not just time going across. Um, Again, (laughs) you can read all kinds of ideas. The main thing is, the point of Peter's is, if they sinned and were cast to hell, then God can take care of them, and he'll take care of you. Right? That's what we do know. Beyond that, we have to, I mean, you know, again, you can tie some scriptures together and build, but be very, very careful. Again, let me read Jude, and, 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 the, and some are very confident that this is, uh, uh, holds to the sons of men uh, with the daughters of God. Isn't that how it's said? Is that what it's, how it speaks? Uh, sons, and so sons of men can be angels. Yes, they are spoken that way, but so are men. And, and uh, is that the way it is? Is that the daughters of man. Oh, that's what it is. The daughters of men, the sons of uh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that backwards. Daughters of men. Daughters of men, sons of God. And so, therefore, um, the angels are the sons of God, which occasionally are spoken that way. Uh, the, uh, but so are people. I mean, Ezekiel. God calls Ezekiel son of, uh, 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 son of God. I mean, isn't that right? Son of man is mainly what he calls Ezekiel. But, but people are called sons of God. We are. And then the daughters of men would be, that, uh, uh, would be the pagan, non-Israelite gods. I hadn't thought this out real well in a while. But it just it doesn't make sense to me. I already have my position there. Uh, if you can convince me, I'll change it with the scriptures. Uh, but uh, so the scriptures leave many questions about hell and the devil's unanswered. We're bound for heaven, uh, and God is saving His people and is judging the uh, unrighteous. He didn't spare the angels. If he didn't spare the angels, neither will he spare false teachers. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and go to verse 5. If he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. So, of course, that goes to the disobedience of the ungodly, the salvation of the righteous in Noah's day, Noah being a righteous man. Uh, the evil spirits had led, let's see. Yeah, uh, proclaimed to the spirits in heaven because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah. So uh, in 1 Peter 3, 19 and 20, they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, the evil spirits that led the world into ungodliness. Uh, The Lord was sorry that he made man on earth. It grieved him to his heart. 
So he said, I will blot out man whom I have created on the face of the earth, face of the land, and the man, man and animals, creeping things, and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, ver, uh, chapter 3, verse 6, that by means of these the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. Uh, who were the ungodly people? The Lord saw that the wickedness of man, this is Genesis 6, 5, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And Genesis 6, 11 and 12, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight. The earth was filled with violence. God saw the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth, it was ungodly. Uh, we, we in second in verses five and six, we'll get there. Uh, we're right here. Uh, they were non-worshipping. They were not devout. But Noah was righteous. He was godly. Uh, uh, verse nine, uh, uh, Peter's using his playing on words. If we were to be reading our Greek Bibles. Uh, Noah was a righteous man, Genesis 6, 9, a righteous man, blameless in his generation. He walked with God. But he was not just sitting around believing that God was going to do this. Uh, He expected God's judgment because God had promised it, uh, but he made provision through his obedience to escape God's judgment that was going to come on the rest of the world. And we'll stop right there because it's time to stop. And we'll come back to Noah, and we'll read a little bit about the, I'll read a little bit about the angels, if you want to talk about it. Okay? Anything before we stop? Okay. Let's pray. Father, we just ask for discernment. Lord, for the crafty one who would beguile the false teachers. Lord, we pray that as we think about these false teachers and we pride ourselves often in knowing the truth, I pray you would keep us humble, willing to examine ourselves, willing to examine your word. Lord, uh, holding on to your truths not holding on to what we believe above what the Word of God says. Thank you for your patience. And thank you for your promise that you will deal with the unrighteous and the godly. In Jesus' name, amen.